ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Country Rat City Rat Show. Please go ahead and silence all cell phones and do not use flash photography during the recording as it does frighten the performers. Thank you so much and get ready for the show. Hey, what's up everybody? Coming at you pre-recorded from one undisclosed part of Florida. We are your hosts, Sunny and Maya. And welcome back to another episode of Country Rat, City Rat, The Revival. I'm so excited. This is an unprecedented event. We not only are in unprecedented times, as you may have heard from every Zoom meeting in the past year, we are having an unprecedented time right now because this is the first ever episode of Country Rat, City Rat, or of any podcast we've done that is in person. We have always met over Zoom to record our podcast. And today, we're sitting across from each other in the same room. Today that ends. And the next chapter starts. (laughs) How stunning is that? I'm so excited. This is... I'm really hoping that it's just not terrible and we've lost all of our muster. Maybe Zoom was the it factor that we needed. Comment down below. (laughs) If worse comes to worse, I'll stay in my room and you'll go to your room. <laughs> we can Zoom. <laughs> Perfect. What if we, like, can't do it? What if, what if we get, like, stage fright? In we, front of each other? Yeah. We could always turn our backs to each other. <laughs> we'll figure oh, something out. Like, we're about to do a duel. Oh, yeah. How <laughs> they do that. And then they walk ten steps forward and then turn around. Bah! Right? Yeah. I knew that. Come on, Hamilton. <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. I knew him. Personally? Yes. We go way back. <laughs> Me and the Burr. I call him the Burr. Not the Burr. Moving it. So, okay. Pause. <laughs> Let's pause everything. If you do not know Maya and I personally, you may not, you may or may not know that we're actually seniors in college now. Yes, we are. That's why, the, if you will notice on the first, like, five episodes, it'll say season one, senioritis. And I'm guessing this is, like, going to be season two, the revival? It can be whatever we put our minds to. Okay. So, to be announced. <laughs> You'll find out at the same, t- is the same time I find out, <laughs> because it'll be as I'm publishing the episode. it'll just be what i decide we are a very um off the cuff podcast yeah we're like really like unprofesh (laughs) (laughs) kind of like laid back we have a lot of safety working hazards osha hates us they hate us because they ain't us (laughs) (laughs) that's so stupid regulations are for pussies (laughs) What's next? You're going to tell me when I can toast bread in my own kitchen? What? I have to have a license to drive? I can't operate heavy machinery while high on lean? I thought this was America. Excuse me. I guess me and my cops are up Sprite will hit the road. Oh, wait. I'm not allowed to drive the car either. The government is taking over. Do you hear me? (laughs) You are demented. (laughs) That message was brought to you by the Libertarian Party for America. We have, uh, maybe not today, but we have to tell the story about how we were Libertarians for five hours (laughs) because we were confused. (laughs) We thought it meant librarians and we love books. (laughs) That's not the case. However, it was about the same amount of miscommunication it was the same amount of stupidity it was was all it was all level we were freshmen in college yeah we were children (laughs) so anyways how did we get here i got here in a car me too okay cool where did the car depart from (gasps) my house together we were a little caravan coming through we had this ginger. <laughs> it was very Oregon Trail. I loved it. And neither of us got dysentery. Amen. Even though we did stop at that very sketchy gas station. And my chicken feed was stolen. 
At that gas station. Your what was stolen? My chicken feed. Your chicken feed? Yes. What are you saying to me? I don't know what this is. Because we're on the Oregon Trail. Oh, okay. I'm just dumb. I didn't get that. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of something that only people in that time period would have. Cholera. Short life fans. (laughs) (laughs) Cholera. Ten kids. Dead bodies. Cholera. I don't even know our number. We may have to nip and tuck the episode. (laughs) Oh no! One time Amy messaged me, she was having to be put under for like an endoscopy procedure where they put like the camera through her intestines. She texted me, I'm being put down tomorrow. read it and I immediately tried to call her and she did not answer and I was like I'm sorry what's happening this reminds me of the time my aunt was trying to communicate to me over text that she was getting an ankle brace (laughs) and she used way too many like overly medical terms and I thought she was telling me her foot was getting amputated (laughs) and I was like what (laughs) no she was literally getting like a basic ass ankle brace she was just running up to CVS and getting these bandages Something of, I don't know, crossed wires. Misconnections. So we had this grand summer idea. Originally, before we even like went on summer break last uh, semester, Maya and I had the fabulous idea that she would come to my hometown and we would like hang out and like convene for a couple little conference (laughs) yeah but specifically over fourth of july Mm -hmm. unfortunately for me i became employed which was really cool however i wasn't able to request days off because like you know how like when you request time off you can only do it like so many days yeah like in In advance. advance like my window had already passed for july 4th so and I couldn't take it off. Unfortunately, I was also employed at this time. And those were the only days I had taken off in the entire summer. Because, yeah. I don't know about you, but working in a tourist town, asking off for the 4th of July as a manager is not really like the cat's pajamas, so to say. <laughs> not the cat's pajamas. Yeah. So... I had the days off, and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. After then, a very <laughs> intricately planned, not intricate, we had like eight messages about it, but that's a lot for us. Yeah, and we were like really looking forward to it, and it I never happened. I was so happened. excited. I ended up um, still leaving town. I had to get out. I went to go stay with our other best friend, Lily. Yeah. Who was also supposed to be there. Yes, we invited her too. So me and Lily gal paled alone. We had a great time, though. And my stupid idiot loser ass was freaking working the freaking host stand at the freaking place on freaking 4th of freaking July. Did you have to dress up? Yeah. It's business casual. Oh, I, I meant for like 4th of July. Like, did you have to wear like... Oh, God, no. Red, white, and blue or like a firework or something? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. All right. Not feeling a lot of patriotism from this side of the table. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? Please tell. My job did not specifically say, I want to see red, white, and blue. But when I showed up, I was automatically the only person who didn't have to wear a uniform and not wearing red, white, and blue. And I was like, I would have never guessed to do that. Because <laughs> I look so tacky. Yeah, but it's it's July 4th. As a country rat, this was just very... Can I tell you that... Here's a story about July 4th. Okay. I remember distinctly as a kid, far, far before I was exposed to my very left-leaning values that I hold near and dear today, mm-hmm. um, we went to, like, this little campground where we were staying over for the weekend, and on July 4th, they were doing a fireworks show and a live, like, country music concert. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember... I was probably, like nine i remember watching the fireworks show as the live band was playing um tim mcgraw's proud to be an american (laughs) and i started crying (laughs) i was like i am so blessed to live in the nation of the free and the home of the brave 
I really, I was crying like I had just been liberated. <laughs> like, you would have thought I, I was being sent back from, from Vietnam because I was so, like, I just, I really felt, I felt the, the God in that country music field that day. That, congratulations. Thank you. That was the first and last time I had ever <laughs> felt, pa- you know what, that's a lie. I get really patriotic, um, during some of the Olympic games. You're right. No, you're right. That's that's kind of the only other time. I felt that way during the um the Women's World Cup. <gasps> yeah, we're we have a really good um World Cup team or national team. I love Megan Rapino. I'm probably not saying her name right. Megan is hard to pronounce. <laughs> I love her. I'm obsessed with her and her purple hair. We should go to a um we should go to an Orlando Pride game. It's soccer. Oh. Would you want to go to a soccer game or are you just like her as a, a person? <laughs> um, she just has like, what, a cool Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> See, my issue is I don't understand how soccer works. So I don't know how much I'd love it. I mean, I can explain it to you. We can watch a game at home first and see if you enjoy it. Yeah, let's try that because I'm, you know, this is giving very much the same energy that my dear, sweet grandfather has because I came home from the, when we were first sent home for the pandemic back in like March of 2020, I came home and I noticed that my granddad, I love my grandparents, was watching baseball and he was like 70 years old at the time, not ever, not once been a fan of baseball, (laughs) has never, has never been a fan of that whole just part of American culture so I wander into Gramsci's room and I'm like why the heck is Papa watching baseball and she goes actually he really likes it he said he's just had no one ever explain it to him and I I I mean like I guess I just I feel like you could also ask at any point in those 70 years hey what's up with that Bat and ball. What are y'all doing over there? Why we got those four bases in the mound? What's up with that? Do tell. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. I forgot about this. I just remembered this just now. Oh, gosh. This is going to be good then. So when I was, um, I was either seven or eight. I don't really remember. That information escapes me. But I entered a summer writing competition through the Boston Public Library. Okay. And I did a book report. I read Whales on Stilts. <laughs> what the hell is that? It was so disturbing. Oh, no. It was so disturbing. What is it? It's about whales. Okay. And they're on stilts. Like, metaphorically? Literally. Why? Because there is a half whale, half person thing that is upset with its life circumstances and decides to do like mind control on whales and make them super smart and like overthrow humans, overthrow humanity. So are the whales happy? I don't remember. Okay. The point is, (laughs) I don't know why. I'm just trying to figure out if we need to get PETA involved. (laughs) It's a really sick book. Everybody go look it up. It's really scary. <laughs> I'm not sure why I entered this contest because the prize was um, tickets to go see a Red Sox game at Fenway Park. <laughs> and I don't give a shit about baseball. I never once did. But I entered it anyway. I won. I won like oh my second gosh. place oh my in the gosh. whole freaking city of Boston. That's I, like a whole state. <laughs> I slayed my essay. Um, uh, do you have access to it still, or was it handwritten? It was handwritten, and I dropped it in the mail. <gasps> it was 2008. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? You couldn't have chiseled it out on a stone tablet while you were at it? <laughs> anyway, my mom couldn't date you take me on the day that the game was. <sighs> Shocker. But she was like, you have to go. You got the tickets. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> That's not how tickets work. They're not mandatory. <laughs> and I was like, what the frick ever? So a babysitter was going to take me. But my mother thought... That to ensure that I would have fun, she would give me, like, a little lesson on how baseball works. 
I love the Sandlot. So what she did is we rigged up those like antennae that you can attach to your TV to get the like bunny ears. Yes, to get local access channels. <laughs> and we watched like a high school baseball game. And she was like, "Okay, do you see how he hit that?" And then number twenty three runs to that base. <laughs> now look at where the ball is. Now what does that mean? Yes, that means he can keep going. Okay, <laughs> two, three. Okay, he's home. He's home. Where's home? Point to home. It was, and I was like, oh, my God, who cares? I don't give a fuck. This is giving very much the same energy as when you are just trying so desperately at 9.30 p.m. At, at the age of, like, 10 to do a math problem. And your parents are there, and they're like, okay, what is five times three? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Ten? they're like, what is five times three? Like, saying it louder and more patronizing is not going to make me understand it more. I just feel dumber. (laughs) At some point, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, I implore you to think about this. Sometimes we just have to turn the assignment incomplete, and that's okay. If we can get us to the next morning... It's fine that he didn't do those last five problems. They're not going to fail him out of, like, second grade. He'll be fine. And you know what? As college students, I know many people who I think don't know their multiplication tables. And they still got here. Not saying it's a good thing, but they're here. (laughs) I'm one of those people. (laughs) I know nine times nine is 81. I know that one. I love my times tables. I need to go print out some of those like speed ones that they would make you do. I don't think my heart has ever beat faster than when I was doing those multiple. I was like, oh my God, I have to do. you know what I'm talking about? I do. Those were so fun. I, I, I was just a machine. I was a race against the clock. You're a machine. I was trying. So I was like, I have to, I have to get them all. Gotta catch them all. Times tables. Oh, that's fun. What are your favorite times tables set? Nine. Nine. Because I like how um, when one number goes up, the other one goes down. I also like that quite a bit. I like that. That's how I think of it, too. It's so fun. I think my favorite... The hardest for me is seven. Yeah. That one's really hard. (laughs) That one's weird. I think my favorite might be three. Yeah, three is good. I just think that's a fun one. Anyways, um, coming out of the math segment. <laughs> let's put you podcast. off a beta on pause. <laughs> and let's get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> um, speaking of meat and potatoes... Those, I believe, were on offer at the cafeteria of the internationally acclaimed amusement park, Ikea, when we went the other day. Everybody, there is a Solar Sands video on YouTube (laughs) that is all about how Ikea is technically an amusement park. How cool is that? We'll post it on the Twitter once we get a Twitter. (laughs) Yes. Um, it's so fun. Sunny and I went... Three times in the span of three days. <laughs> we went twice. That's not true. We, we went, went three, three times. times. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I often am. Anyways. In the span of three days, including the day that we moved in, correct? No, we went the day after. Oh, we did? Yeah. We were very dis- busy the day we moved in, though. We were going and shaking and moving and grooving at a speed I couldn't even fathom. We were the movers and the shakers. Whenever I hear that term, movers and shakers, I I just, I think of the Society of Friends, like the Quakers. Yeah. I just think of like a really nice Amish religious group whenever I hear that. That's what I picture when I think movers and shakers. That's exactly what they are. Wait, actually? Yeah. I just thought that was like a Zumba thing. No. Are you dead ass? Yes, I'm dead ass. I, hold on. I'm sorry. I need to look this up. I learned about this in A-Push. They're called Shakers. Here we go. I thought they were Quakers. No. 
The United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing, more commonly known as the Shakers, are a millenarian, non-Trinitarian, restorationist Christian sect founded circa 1747 in England and then organized in the United States in the 1780s. They were initially known as the Shaking Quakers because of their ecstatic behavior during worship services. This is where the term movers and shakers comes from. It is referring to these people. And you're right. They're kind of like, oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Well, you learn something new every day. Yeah. I certainly just did. How about you, listeners? <laughs> Sorry, not to turn into crash course for five minutes. But... No, I love that. So we went to Ikea 5,000 times. Mm-hmm. We basically live there. I wish we did. They have great rooms. They have fan-freaking-tastic setups. They really do. It's it's just upsetting that I can't be in a, an Ikea showroom. You know what I mean? Like, it's upsetting that that's not my reality. I'll tell you something. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. Please do. For those of you who don't know, my mother was a professional nanny for many years. <laughs> she was like a full-time nanny for like a year-ish for this really cool like millennial couple they were so sickening they were from poland oh they were both in like harvard grad school i think he was going to business school and she was getting her phd in philosophy oh my god and they had a newborn son named maximilian (laughs) who i nicknamed max a thousand i thought that was so cute that is really funny i love that kid you know what I don't hate all children. I liked Max a Thousand. He was real cool. Max a Thousand, if you're listening, shout out. Oh my god. Max a Thousand has got to be like 12 years old now. I wonder if he plays Fortnite. Holy shit. Anyway, this young, stunning couple had an Ikea showroom for a house. They had this sick little apartment. It was a duplex. It was like they had the downstairs and someone else lived upstairs. Mm -hmm. It was so cute. Bitch, it was so cute. I believe you because I have a personal parallel to this. In high school, I had a best friend who was German. And she had two still married, very affluent parents and a younger brother. They all looked like a fucking model couple from some sort of like Danish catalog, Sky Mall sort of thing. Their house, they the mom designed it and they built it. Like, to their exact specifications. It was stunning. Their entire... They had a whole wall of bookcases with a freaking ladder that moved that was color-coded. They had a double-sided, all-glass, like, fire. And all of the floors was poured cement flooring that they painted. It was amazing. And they constantly... Dude, they had, like, homemade lavender lemonade... Like, just daily. They did that. Like, the Eastern European way of living is so far beyond what I will ever comprehend. They're playing chess. We're playing, like, Pictionary. (laughs) We're playing those five-piece puzzles that they give to two-year-olds. Or it's, like, a cutout and you have to put the triangle in the hole for the triangle. You know, I, I don't know if you do know this or not. I rigged that game when I was a kid. I figured out I was really having a tough time with like the circle and square moment. And so I figured out how to pop the top of it off and I dumped all the shape cubes into it and put the top back on and went to my mom and I was like, dude, I did it. That's really resourceful. You know what? Work smarter, not harder. That's still my motto to this day. I'm not ashamed of that. In the words of Bill Gates, who we don't support, but in his words... A broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) Hire a lazy person to do your job because they'll find the easiest way to get it done. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the whole quote. I haven't read it in years. It could be misattributed for all I know. Yeah, I was going to say. Do your own research, kids. sounds like a quote from one of those, like, Instagram entrepreneur, (laughs) like, motivational pages. (laughs) You know, I, I followed a lot of those when I was... Uh, a young kid in middle school, early high school on Instagram, I had to get something to help me through the day. I didn't have Zoloft yet, so I was using those inspirational pages. Like, (laughs) they were all I had. That's so funny. I'd be like, let's get motivated. (laughs) That's one thing that you learned when we were um, both at my house. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
is Maya one of the Olsen twins? Because, bitch, she lives in Full House. <laughs> there are 500 people in Maya's house. And 18 cats and dogs. It's the goddamn ark. <laughs> Noah's in the backyard tending his f***ing flock. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Maya's mother and sister are <laughs> residing in their living room. And, I mean, hey, no shame to that. I lived in a living room for, like, four years. Yeah, and you lived in a tent for half of one. <laughs> so I can't... I'm not, I'm not ragging on anyone's lifestyle. She's just reporting the news. So, I... Okay, so what... The story that we never finished. Let's clear up one story. I went to Maya's house five days before we were scheduled to move into college so that we could hang out and, like reminisce reminisce because we hadn't seen each other all summer yeah reconnect and we didn't see each other last semester either because you were remote yeah it was very yeah and i was in the hospital since i'd seen you and you were yes so it was like it was a big reunion let's go let's hang out in person andy cohen should have been there it was a great reunion (laughs) and so uh what i i ended up being in maya's house for was her younger sister's first day of school of her senior year. Of her senior year. Of high school. How funny. Um, and Maya's mom is getting ready for work. And, you know, her grandmother is, you know, whipping Bustling. something in the kitchen. And, yeah. <laughs> Moving and shaking. Moving and grooving. <laughs> All your 52,000 cats are meowing and scampering everywhere. Daisy is lumbering the best that her 14-year-old bones can. Daisy is our 14-year-old black lab who is, she's a trooper. She's, she's, she is a mover and a shaker. She is a mover and a shaker. Partially because she has very bad arthritis, but she gets through. The way she walks is hysterical. (laughs) She tries her best. She has hip dysplasia. It's so funny. Anyway, so somebody opened Maya's door while (laughs) we were sleeping. my cat out. Yeah. One of the, one of the gang. (laughs) And so, but the door didn't get like shut again. So I kind of like wake up a little bit. I'm like 60% sleeping, 40% awake. And I just hear everybody, you know, run around doing their thing. And then I hear Maya's mom say, Amy, let's get ourselves motivated, okay? (laughs) You just do it so well. I've heard that every school morning for 18 years and you do it so well. It really sends me back. (laughs) And Maya's sister was like, yeah, I'm just doing my makeup. <laughs> and Carrie said, okay, just making sure you're getting ready. <laughs> I loved it. And, and, I don't know. Something about it was just so comical. <laughs> I just, I, I, it was just so like, I don't know. The juxtaposition of the, the toxic positivity and Amy <laughs> smearing on her eyeliner while on a couch. For her bed is just a lot. It's the dichotomy of man. It's a sight to see. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so that's become like a little affirmation in our lives. <laughs> when anything when anything is, seems to be going south, we'll be just we'll just be like, let's get motivated. <laughs> oh, can I also add in this one impression of my mom um during mornings? Yeah. Alexa, play morning wake-up jams. Morning wake-up jams. It's always, like, Dear Future Husband by Megan Trainer, and, like, a couple of Katy Perry's girl boss anthems. Maybe an early 2000s Lady Gaga for Feeling Crazy. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's been the same playlist my whole life, it feels. Like, there's not ever been a song change, and they are all the same song. You know what I mean? It's Groundhog Day of playlists. You say you speaking the name of Megan Trainer <laughs> just <laughs> harnessed me <laughs> and took me back to the gulag because my roommate at the gulag would always play Megan Trainer in the morning. Dear future husband, yes. Oh my god, <laughs> so triggered. I'm so triggered. Do we need to take an intermission? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'll bring that up with my therapist this week. I need to email mine. You should get on that. I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> <laughs>
I, oh my gosh. Looking at this list, I need to speak on this for a moment, if I may. Okay. We got here four days before official move-in, right? We got here early for move-in. Five days early? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we killed it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We got here the 25th. Yes, we did. Nuh-uh. Yes, we did. I thought we got here the 28th. No, we got here the 25th. That's so cool. Anyways, so we got here on the 25th, and (laughs) we spent four of those five days without Wi-Fi. In the freaking Stone Ages. While also residing in the newest apartment building on campus. And so I really just, I had multiple bones to pick, and we... We really exhausted every single one of our avenues on that. We knocked on every door. We rang every phone. We prayed to every god. We called the technology center and they said, call community living. So we called community living and they said, call the tech center. So then we were in an infinite loop. RA, who we love, we will get to him. He's a fantastic person. I love our RA. But he wasn't able to really help us at all. Our RA told us to ask our neighbors if we could borrow their Wi-Fi. Plot twist. They didn't have Wi-Fi either. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they didn't. I think for a different reason. But we we were both in the same boat. It was a nightmare. I... This became personal for me at at one point. I was I was putting blood, sweat, and tears into this cause because I was going insane without my nightly YouTube videos and my Kitchen Nightmares episodes and my 90 Day Fiance and I I was just I was reaching a point. Yeah, no, I, was, I understand. I was at a break. I was at a breaking point. I we hadn't been able to just sit and watch TV together, which is a incredibly big part of our friendship <laughs> in five days, and I think both of us were. About to... I was going to go insane. I was going to go berserk. Can I Can I tell the audience what the problem was? Yeah. Do you want to... Yeah. Our housing facility people decided that it would be a funny little prank <laughs> and joke if they gave us a cable modem, a Wi-Fi box, and no Ethernet cable and no power cord. So I would like someone to tell me how I'm supposed to turn on the machine if it can't do so. There's no power cable. They gave us two useless bricks. I was going crazy. And the issue was that nobody at our school could give us these things. Yeah, they they were like, well, we don't have any extras. What do you mean you don't have any extras? So if something breaks, just I go f*** myself? Like... <laughs> You don't have I don't understand because we have hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people living on campus. And so I have to, you know, stand up for myself and, you know. Sunny had to be her own girl boss of the week. <laughs> I had to defend myself in court. No, I, I went to Spectrum and I got a freaking power cable oh, for the thing. No, you did not at first. At first we went to Spectrum at like 6 30 or something because they were supposed to close at eight this was on like day three of no wi-fi we had exhausted all of our on-campus options and you were like we need to we need to start making waves ourselves we're just gonna go to the spectrum store and see what we can do yeah and so spectrum didn't close until eight we had checked and we got there like 6 30 we parked we walk up. It's raining. We get very wet. We get to the door of Spectrum. Because there was someone who was walking down the ramp as we were going up. And all the lights are off and the door is locked. And there's, like, a handwritten sign that says, like, temporary hours, 9 to 6 p.m. Yeah, I really was not feeling it at that moment. So that moved us on to day four of no Wi-Fi. Yes. I believe it was the next day that I woke up at, like, 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And I said, and you said something like, oh, we have to go to the, we should go to the Spectrum store again and try to catch them before they close. 
And I said, well, you better go now. They close in an hour. And he said, I'm not doing that. And so I was like, I don't all right. recall that. No, that's exactly what happened. I believe you. I just don't remember. And so I was like, all right, let's get motivated. And I, put, I didn't even change my clothes. I went with my bedhead and my pajamas. I put on my little slippies and I got in my little go-go car. You said this is what they're getting. <laughs> I took that I took that freaking modem, <laughs> I grabbed that shit off the table, and I said, get in my freaking car. We're going to the fing spectrum store right the fuck now. And I get there like ten minutes before they close. And like barge in the door like a drowned, harassed rat. <laughs> There's like five families in front of me, and they're all trying to like do a family plan. It's taking seventy two hours. You texting me at one point because I didn't realize you had gone to Spectrum, and you're like, "If I'm at line, but it's already six o'clock, what what am I gonna do?" And I was like, "They'll serve you if you're like in the store." It because <laughs> it was crazy. There was two people working there in the whole store, and there was like a million people in there with like complicated issues. And eventually, some guy was like. What do you need? And I was like, I need a power cable. <laughs> I need a fucking power cable. I was so sick of waiting. I was like, I need one fast thing. One thing. Real fast. Quick two seconds. <laughs> and I got the power cable and I left. And we got the Ethernet cable from Walmart. That same day. Yes. And I think I put it together that night. Yes, you did. At one point I was like, we got home from Walmart because we had to go to Walmart for the Ethernet cord. Yes. And we almost, they were also closing early. So that was also almost a very tragic circumstance. Oh my God. This but is so bad. We got home and Sunny was a little frazzled. And I was like, do you want me to just put it together? I can put it together. And Sunny was like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. And I was like. It was personal. No, I know. But <laughs> it was per- it was between me and Spectrum. Y- yeah. So I learned to gracefully step out. But you know what was funny? It wasn't my fight. <laughs> Do you know what was funny? What was funny? When we went to Walmart to get the Ethernet cable, we left it in the store in the bag <gasps> at the checkout. Yes, we did! And as we were leaving, they were, like, locking the doors. And then we realized, holy shit, I we said, don't have the bag. Wait, do you have it? <laughs> and then I had to run to the door literally as someone was locking it very indiana jones very much so and the guy was like they're closing and i was like no i already bought something <laughs> i forgot it in the store and he was like okay <laughs> like whatever weirdo and i was like she's a runner she's a track star i was running to that f-ing self-checkout and there was already another family there. <gasps> oh and so God. i had to be like excuse me pardon my reach i'm just looking for something they probably thought I was trying to rob them. Because it looked, I just was just like, the running most polite at them. pocket thief. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm looking for something. And they were like, what the f ever? I really don't know. It was the most stressful moment I've ever had. It was, it was terrifying. Yeah. I felt like Laura Croft <laughs> and running through those tombs trying to escape the curse or whatever the f. You were Temple Run. <laughs> Oh my god. So in conclusion. We got Wi-Fi on day five. We got Wi-Fi on, yes, day five. We need to make like a annual commemorative holiday for the five days of struggle we had. <laughs> It'll be like our Lent. I don't want to do a whole month. That's a lot. I think we should have a little annual festivity. For what? The five days of struggle we had. Oh, yeah. I think that's like a funny little tradition we could do. That is funny. We don't have to do gifts necessarily. We could just do like announce it recognize it honor it yeah i agree i think we should agree we should i'm sorry i sorry i'm sorry just hang on i'm sorry i i just threw up a little <laughs> i heard it it sounded like <laughs> sorry you know, that's what we call in the biz, a verp. A verp? <laughs> Vomit and burp. And the same act. Who came up with that? Mike. <laughs> My father. <laughs> hey, Mike. Shout out, Mike. Credit goes to Mike, our rat of the week. <laughs> for coining the term verp. 
Are you okay? Do you need to take a moment? I'm perfectly good. You didn't seem can perfectly good. Can I have a of water? <laughs> you know what? You can have as many as you need. Uh, take the whole bottle. I just need I don't need it back. You can take it. You can just keep that over there on that side. <laughs> listeners, I'm assuming all of this is going to be cut out. But listeners slash Sunny when you're editing, the noise that just happened when you- I'm trying to swallow the water without <laughs> f***ing choking to death. Whose fault is that? Yours! You're you're making me laugh. Uh, handle your esophagus better. Here you go. You can keep it for now. So, in conclusion. <laughs> um, it was really hard to be without Wi-Fi for five days. I really was struggle busting it. No porn. <laughs> no Hassan. No spill sesh. No Adam McIntyre. <laughs> no H3H3. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. No kitchen nightmares. None. Oh, God. It was really hard. I understand that this is the the most just reprehensibly privileged of issues. I do understand that. But in the words of one of my last therapists, Josh, I'm not here to play the oppression Olympics. <laughs> All struggles are valid. You know what? I'm not going to apologize for my privilege. <laughs> I'm joking. I will. My bad, guys. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. You caught me slipping. That was my B. Um, no was really hard. And I was not about to start my school year with no whiffy. Yeah. That's also a very good point. I was like, the school day starts tomorrow. How are we expected to do this? Sans whiffy. This ain't gonna work for me. I actually um, kind of snuck my way onto the ark, so to say. I hopped on in like the fur of one of the llamas because you were approved to move in early. Yes, I was. I was technically not. However, we live in the same apartment and in the same wing. So I, as well as the philosophy of work smarter, not harder, I like to live by the philosophy of Ask for forgiveness, not permission. So I was like, I'll just show up with you. Yeah. And I did. And you signed in. They gave you your key. And it was all fine and dandy. And then I was like, hi. I'm here too. And they were like, awesome. Are you on early check-in? And I was like, I sure am. No, do you know what she said? What? She said, Maya, okay. Why are you here? (laughs) That's exactly, this woman. I I was like, oh my God. I've. Yeah. We're fucked. <laughs> but then she was like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I just, are you an orientation leader? Are you an RA? What, like, why are you here? It, it, it was like the, like, black cloud was lifted. I was just like, oh my God. She I was like, getting whiplash. I was like, um, yeah, I, I'm here. Present. And she was like, all right, well, we don't. For some reason, I can't find your key. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Huh. And so she called somebody and they were like, hello. And she was like, hey, I have a Maya redacted here. And um, yeah, we can't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. No, it's fine. No worries. Okay, bye. Maya! She said that she's going to try to figure something out for you and try to find that key, if you don't mind just sitting over there for a moment. And so then me and Sunny had to sit on two separate huge benches. (laughs) Because there was a sign that said one person per bench. It was like a five-foot-long bench. (laughs) So I had to shout at her from across this atrium. Oh, that was funny. But in conclusion, my key was located and we moved in. We're on the third freaking frackin' floor of this frickin' dippin' building. And I have a freaking bone to pick. I know this is a shock. This building was built last year, 2020. The American with Disabilities Act was passed in 1990. And yet, this three-story building has zero elevators. You know what I think? What? I bet it's inside that maintenance closet. (laughs) 
that we can't access? Maybe. And maybe... But it's not, like, easily accessible. I think that's part of the ADA. It's, like, it has to be an easily accessible thing. Yeah. Nevertheless, though, the outside of the building has ramps and has, um, like, disability parking. Like, the blue... Yeah, handicap parking. Handicap parking. Duh. Um, so... But we have no elevator? Yeah. Also, like, okay... You know how, like, when you were in high school, like, yeah, there was an elevator, but you couldn't use it. We only had one story. Okay, well, I went to a couple high schools that had two stories. Normal kids couldn't use the elevator, but if you had a key because you, like, broke your leg or something, they'd give it to you so you could use it to get to your classes. Makes sense. What do I do if I live here and I break my leg? How the hell am I going to get up and down the stairs every day? Exactly. I, that, I, I don't I'm understand. Disabled, I hop. Am I a bunny? You have to pay somebody to piggyback you. No, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know what? Luckily, we've got some sexy neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) We've got some hotties in this building. If Hottie McHotterson is listening from room 1812, slip a note under our door. That's That's not their room number. I know. I'm trying to obscure the identities. I'm letting them know. Well, I would. I thought eighteen twelve would obviously be not it. That's a year. Eighteen ninety six was our apartment number last year. Was it? Was it? <laughs> you just said that. I don't know. I feel like it was. That was the year the Olympics came back in the modern era. It was either eighteen ninety six or eighteen seventy six. Speaking of eighteen ninety six, let me also cross off another point on our list here Sunny and I for the first time in our entire collegiate career slash time of knowing each other which entirely overlapped have a class together which is really exciting I'm thrilled it is history of the middle ages I am so ecstatic however there are some shall I say very dumb tools in that shed that is the history department uh, not the professors. They are all lovely. Not some of the students. Some of them are fantastic, like the ones sitting across from me. But there are some duds. I feel so bad for the history professors at my school because they are such cool people. And they are so interesting and so exciting and so fun. And they just get the weirdest, <laughs> creepiest, quietest, spookiest motherfuckers in that department. <laughs> Every one of them is Christian Slater. All of them have, to quote Maya, lanky, janky, greasy, bobesy hair and Nazi tattoos. Yeah, all of them are like, I love history, but they only have ever read about the period of 1939 to 1945. And they're also like, yeah, I collect World War II memorabilia. But like, it's strangely only from Germany and Third Reich. There was someone in my Holocaust class last year who oh, wore heavens. a green jacket with a little German flag. <gasps> what are we? What are we doing? I don't know enough to comment on that. So I'm going to refrain. But that sounds a little I was like, upsetting to me. It, I, was he German? I don't know. I don't know any of these people. Has he ever spoken? No. Well, maybe he can't talk. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have you ever seen Speak with Kristen Stewart, that movie from 2004? No. That hit hard. Anyway, there's some friggin' weirdos over there. Agreed. But I was looping this all in because some of them, our dear professor, who I really like so far, will ask a question. And most of the time it's a rhetorical one. But some of these these white men, not to, not to name names, but whiteies, listen up. It's our people again. Vanilla vultures. Those ones, myself included. One of these entitled men will be like, "Uh, I'd like to take a stab at it. First off, you're not a senator during Caesar's time. You don't get to take a stab at a rhetorical question. Secondly, all of their stabs, quote unquote, are being done with like plastic spoons because they have no utter idea of what they're saying at one point there was an entire latin passage that was on the screen and our teacher as a joke said (laughs) anyone here know latin by chance because it's a dead language and that's funny ha 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 
one of the kids goes, oh, I'd like to try, and stumbles and bumbles and head first tumbles his way through this paragraph by like kind of saying some of the words and just blatantly saying the con like the cognates and being like uh pretness so I would say that means like um first like principle uh and so he got through this whole thing taking way too long and being very incorrect and our teacher just goes well not quite um it was so embarrassing I was like are you not embarrassed I was embarrassed but I like to just I'm the type of person who likes to to move in quiet so to say yeah when I answer I answer correctly and so she was she was asking at one point does anyone by any chance know the year that the modern olympics came back and by chance I had been off my Vivance for a couple days earlier in the summer and got really into the history of the Olympics. So I had a pretty firm idea of what the answer was going to be. And so I said, 1896. And she said, yes, it was. And I was like, thank you. See that boys, that's how it's done. But if that was the apartment number, that's really cool. I don't think I ever told you the story. Actually, maybe I did. If you guys don't know, Mine, I lost touch for a semester. It was very dark. In our freshman year. It was the dark ages. It was scary. But thank God. I think we're still in our renaissance. The renaissance lasted like 200 years, I've learned. So. Yeah. Guys, did you know that the Middle Ages are from like the 5th to the 15th century? It's a long ass time. That's like 10 centuries. I had no idea. I thought it was like a couple. No. When they say the middle, they mean, mean the middle. The middle. They're taking their half in the, in middle. the middle. Um, when I took the history of East Asia, also with her, she asked everybody what the like. We were talking about time zones, and she was like, "Well, where where is like this the central time zone?" Greenwich. I said Greenland. <laughs> But I knew Greenwich. I knew I, Greenwich. Yeah. I was just seeing Green because it's spelled Greenwich. Yeah. But you say Greenwich. Yeah. So my ass. Well, and they're also geographically not that far apart. My dumb ass said Greenland. And she said, what? And I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I wanted to drop the class, drop the major, drop out of school and just go die. And drop college. dead. <laughs> Literally. I was like, this is it. You know. In my high school history class, my ACE international history class, which I still retained a lot of knowledge from, um, my teacher, this was the one who made me cry at one point, like publicly in class. Anyways, we were, it was like the first day of class in 10th grade or whatever. And we were talking about Europe and she was saying something about the Prussian empire. And I but she wasn't, like, referring to it by name. And so I said, oh, oh, that's the, um, oh, what's the name? It's the, it's the, it's the one, there's, like, a video game named after it. Um, uh, Persian, Persian, it's Persian. And she looked at me like I had flayed her childhood dog in front of her. And she went, don't you mean Prussian? I was like, oh, my God, I guess I do. Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. I hate people like that. That wasn't even the time she made me cry. Get the sticks out of your ass. Honestly. So, taking it back, Mm -hmm. I have sticks up my ass about being on the third floor. Oh, yeah. It's very difficult. My heart (laughs) is going to be the strongest goddamn muscle in my body by the end of this. You know what, though? One of our cute... Cute little neighbors helped us move a couple things into the house. Yes, they did. Thank you, cute little neighbor. Thank you, cute little neighbor. You know who you are. <laughs> if you know, you know where I live. <laughs> if you see, say some. No. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I don't know English. You need to compile uh, just an episode of me stumbling through English. Why do we do do a compilation of you and I? Because I do it a lot too. You do. I do. I probably do it more than you. I don't know if you do it more than me. 
I think we I do. are both pretty bad. <laughs> I need to see a neurologist. <laughs> Amy had to go to speech classes. You mentioned this a lot. My mom also had to go to speech classes. I worry that I should have gone to speech classes and I just didn't. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think I just need to slow down my speed. I, I've gotten that comment from every teacher. If she just slowed down a little bit. Sorry that you can't keep up with me. Sorry, my Adderall works extra hard in the morning. <laughs> Jesus. This was way pre-Adderall. This was pre-PD, pre-diagnosis. You know, can I tell you something? Yeah. So I've had ADHD. I, I've always had ADHD, but I was diagnosed <laughs> in 2008. I contracted it and... <laughs> I, I caught ADHD. For sure. No, I When was... you were vaccinated. <laughs> Stop. No, it is a, a lifelong illness. There was actually a study that showed 90% of people never outgrow symptoms of any kind. Great. So, <laughs> as two lifelong sufferers. Um, so, I was diagnosed with ADHD in 2008. And basically, the insurance that I had didn't cover most, like, mental health things. Great. So, my mom was, like, paying out of pocket to take me to psychiatrists and the like. And so we could basically just cover the appointments, but never any of the medications that were prescribed. So I had a doctor once who would just give us samples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to have to do that for my contacts. <laughs> yes. And so I'd get like 20 pills at a time. I'd be like, all right, we're going to try this. I don't have any more of that. So if that works, I have this that's similar. And then <laughs> I'm eventually going to run out of that. But then we can move to that. I was on Ritalin. For a while, I was a machine. <laughs> I was a machine. I was so efficient. I was the world's most efficient eight-year-old. <laughs> I was a new person. Is that when you won the contest for writing? No. I entered that... I must have been seven. I don't think I started school yet. Whales on stilts. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm really worried about those whales. If you have ADHD, I can't recommend Ritalin enough. I really can't. I personally am a Vyvanse bitch myself. I was, here's the thing. I had a very different journey to my ADHD diagnosis. Welcome to the mental health podcast, guys. <laughs> um, Because I, first off, I would like to say I thought first that I had ADHD in like middle school. And my mom was like, no, you don't. You're totally normal. Oh, God. My mother saying this, I would like to say, is also diagnosed with ADHD and takes two different ADHD medications a day. My sister has incredibly bad ADHD, and I have very strong sneaking suspicions about multiple other members of my family who most likely have ADHD. It's a highly genetic disorder. So I didn't get diagnosed until like my sophomore year of college at what at that point where I was gonna like it was very wonderful life. I was about to jump off that bridge, but someone helped me back. <laughs> Who was that someone? You. <laughs> I will never forget. I was so depressed sophomore year, largely because of this undiagnosed ADHD burden and me almost failing everything. I was in bed half asleep after like crying myself to, to exhaustion. And Sunny was like, Maya, you need to take off your makeup before you go to bed. And I said, it's fine. And Sunny got one of my makeup wipes took off my glasses and put them on my table and just so gently wiped my face of all the tears and, and debris and mascara remnants. And she was like, I'm not going to let you do that to yourself. <laughs> we need to love ourselves. I was like, wow, maybe there is something worth fighting for. <laughs> That's something worth fighting for. But also looking back, every single one of the things I ever did as a kid, adolescent, young adult, teenager, whatever, any stage of my life cycle, mm -hmm. I was a clear-cut case of ADHD. I either didn't do something at all or I did it way too much. I would read books in 45 minutes. I would spend five hours straight in the library just reading about something. You know what I mean? Like, I, there were so many clear-cut... I would have the craziest hyperfixations... I would like, it, but anyways, I exhibited all of these fucking symptoms. And my mom was like, that's totally normal. 
because every other person in our fucking household had ADHD. Thank you. And on behalf of this university, thank you. So now that we have internet again, thankfully, now that we've been reunited, we have been using my Hulu premium subscription for all that it's worth. Are we? We watched two shows on it. Yeah, but we watched them a lot. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And I also, personally, am willing to pay the convenience fee of, like, five extra dollars a month to not have to go through the the shell shock of the Hulu ads every time it comes on. Because they're 18 decibels louder than the content of the episode yeah and it's just it's it's a it's a it's a rat race to the, the remote trying to get it to stop just blowing out our speakers it's like skrillex is giving a performance but instead of skrillex it's a ford ad or like diapers i hate it they figured out who we are like what that we shit ourselves no because we're women <laughs> oh i guess so they're like tailoring it to us um, that's kind of sexist if you ask me i agree but that's the way it works Pampers, if you're listening, you ain't getting shit from me. But if you do want to sponsor us, please email us at countryratcityrat.gmail.com. At Listen, I have some squish models I can put in diapers for an ad. I can put something together. If you want to pay me the money, I'll I'll deliver the product. Where there's Don't a worry. will, there's a the way. way. Um, what was I talking about? Um, oh, we were talking about what, what shows we watch on Hulu. On Hulu. So we have both. Had a bit of a relapse for uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares and that we watch it every single day for at least an hour. I would say two and a half to three. We watch like at least three episodes a night and they're each 50 minutes. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. And you don't have to watch ads. And you don't have to watch ads. This isn't sponsored, by the way. But it, it, can, it can be if it could be. Gordon and or Hulu. And Food Network. Really, anyone who's listening and you want to sponsor us, we are not picky. Beggars can't be choosers, and we sure as heck aren't. Um, yeah. I, okay. Maya, you showed me this show one time. I watched, like, one episode with you at your house that time I visited you last spring. Yes. And we watched more than one episode. We watched a couple. We watched a couple. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's fun. I might watch that in the future, when I'm not with Maya, I watched every single episode of the entire show. All, like, seven seasons? Yes. In maybe eight days. <laughs> I was, I was a beast. I flew through all, because they're all free on YouTube. If you, if you don't have Hulu, you can watch them all on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You just have to scrounge a bit. Yeah. But it, there's a whole, like, YouTube channel that's just Kitchen Nightmares episodes. Mm -hmm. And it's official. It's posted by Food Network. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, I love it. I love it. And so I I fell hard. And I and eventually I was like, I only watch Kitchen Nightmares. I have to stop. It gets to the point where you're hearing it in your head. Mm -hmm. Like, I know when I personally go too hard on the Minecraft, I will, like, look at things as cubes in the real world. I know what you mean. Like, it's like when you're on a treadmill for a long time and you get off and, like, you're a little disoriented. You don't have your land legs yet. It's yeah. that sort of thing. Um, what were we saying? Um, being addicted to kitchen nightmares. Oh, yeah. But at the very least, I think Gordon Ramsay is a fantastic addiction, as addictions go. Yeah, it's great. The more I learn about him, the more I'm, I'm a fan. The other show we've been watching, our dear, um, mysterious friend, Lily. Do you want to talk about that mysterious adjective real quick? I'll talk about it briefly, and then we'll talk about the show that she's put us on to. The, our friend failed to tell us. Our, not only our friend, I think the third part of our trifecta. Yeah. Like, Sunny and I, we're a tricycle. Yes. We are the back two wheels, but she is steering at the helm. That's true. We're the three fates and she has the eye most of the time. Yes. In Percy Jackson, she is the one driving. Um, We're best friends. She failed to mention that she has a podcast with her boyfriend, TJ. Also who we are best friends with. And it is called 
ethical side effects and it's about medical malpractice cases. I love it. It is so good. It, everybody, if you like, like, informational, like, true crime kind of podcasts, go listen to it. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Ethical Side Effects. I think the author name is, like, Lillian TJ. Yes. There's, like, 20-something episodes. They're all, like, 25 to 28 minutes. And it's so impressive. It's so professional. She does, like, all the audio mixing. She has the coolest little music that they pick. TJ gets to do his own segment called Disease of the Week. That is just the most fun experience ever. I, but she just, it just came out, like, accidentally. And I was like, what? You have a podcast? And I was expecting it to be a joke or something. And she went, yeah, um, me and TJ do have a podcast. And I was like, what? It's just, I'm so proud of her. I'm so impressed with her. But I'm also just concerned that... It's very scary that she was able to keep that a secret for so long. Maybe it's just because I love talking so gosh darn much. But I don't think I I would have kept that. But and she did it for the best reason. She said, I didn't want to steal your guys' thunder. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, Lily, you don't have to fall on every sword. It's so funny because like... She's amazing. We... We... We're a little cringy. I don't we think tell so. everyone about our podcast. We it's called them, marketing. I know, but we're like so proud of it. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. like it's it's okay. Hers is like really really good, and she doesn't like. If I had that, if I was running that podcast, I would be like flying banners <laughs> on the backs of like little planes with like my Spotify code. I just I love it because every aspect of it that I learned about, she had done it. I was like, oh, I love your, I love your thumbnail art and she's like oh I made it I was like who edits these oh I do who plans these oh I write the scripts for them and do all the research and I was like oh my gosh you put in research we only did that for an episode that we didn't air yeah she oh what was the other thing oh I was like this is this is such great music she was like thanks I picked it and I was like oh my gosh what else can you do we're so proud of her but we're also very scared of her it's a healthy fear. Looks like fear's got the best of you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Country Rat City Rat. Until next week, bye bye.